Hello, and welcome back to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird. Because you never know what you're going to find in the woods. I'm Chesney. And I'm Sandy. <sighs> Sandy, you know what, like, passed recently? What? The day that we first recorded our very, very first episode. Yeah. That was Maybe. last week. Oh, yeah, we talked about that last week. <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, happy belated anniversary. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Who would have thought? Yeah, one year. Yeah. That's a lot. We're not podcast famous yet. Damn. <laughs> uh, but a lot has changed in the past year. That's true. Um, we've made friends. Podcasts, like, all of them are far away, but friends nonetheless. Yeah. We have. Man, we've gotten to actually, like, talk to some of our, like, favorite podcast people yeah through twitter that's always exciting and all of you you're amazing thank you listeners (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it it is kind of weird that like if we wanted to we could go back and listen to like the beginning of of every episode within the last week of the last week the last year i mean of the last week also yeah that too but um like every episode because we always talk about how our week went so we have like it's almost like a diary <gasps> you're right huh, so i should re-listen yeah maybe we'll remember some funny moments or something um that one time we spent 20 minutes talking about Twilight. That was oh my fun. god. <laughs> I was so mad. But not really. But like mad. But no. But yeah. <laughs> disappointed. That is a better word. Disappointed. Yeah, me too. I was disappointed. <sighs> the myself, fact that we bring okay. it up every single week. <laughs> Somehow. And oh my god, Tandy. All those stupid TikToks you sent me of Twilight. <laughs> Okay, but you love them. You love I do. The I TikToks. loved every single moment of it, <laughs> and I hate myself for that. But that's just how it is. That's how it be. You know, kids these days don't even talk about Twilight anymore. I know. It's like you're missing out. Like, excuse me. Don't you guys know that Twilight exists? Like, how dare the you? It lives on through me. Don't worry. I'm gonna start making Twilight references to my students. Be like, okay, guys, so which team are you? And they're gonna be like, what do you mean, like, like, like sports? Sp- yeah. And you'll be like, sports? ew. Like, uh, we we like the Rough Riders. <laughs> the Rough Riders? No, gross. I'm talking about Team Edward or Jacob. Yeah. Are you on Team Edward or Team Jacob? Team vampire or team werewolf? Let's see what this is. 
have that as like a bonus question on a test we should you're right but these kids are missing out on so much mm-hmm. yep or how like th- when they think about Shane Dawson they think about him as the YouTube documentary guy <laughs> Which they're not wrong, but when I think about yeah. Shane Dawson, I think about his skit videos from ten years ago. Oh yes, his yeah, his very uh, controversial characters. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but anywho, <laughs> thanks for for yeah, thanks for sticking with us this long. Yeah, it's been a ride. Yeah. Um, alright, well, back to our diary. Sandy, how was your week? It was great, because I got my first rejection letter today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Congratulations! So sent, thank you. I sent in a story to be published, and it was rejected, and I was sad for about two seconds, and then I got, like, really, really excited about it. So I posted it as a life event on my Facebook, and people keep commenting like, oh, Sandy, it'll be okay, like, I know you're disappointed, and I'm like, guys, I'm excited about this, I'm not even kidding, I'm just one rejection letter closer to it being a letter that'll be like, congratulations, we've decided to publish your work. I agree. So, uh, I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. How was your week? Um, it was good. I was busy. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for the election on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll help me, you know. I, I mean, I like to have a good idea of what the future's going to look like. So it'll really Fair. clear up the air a bit on how possibly shitty our lives are going to be the for be for the next four four mm-hmm. years so yeah <laughs> if and i could I was, take part in it you know i would yeah no sandy don't even worry man like it is what it is but i was watching these videos today about um my myers-briggs personalities yeah and there's this one guy and he's been doing because all the tests focus on the posi- positive sides of what your mm-hmm. personality type is, right? So this guy made a, is doing a video series on the negative sides of it and, like, what you could possibly hmm. become based on history. So, Ooh. like, he did one talking about, like, Hitler's personality type. What was it? I, uh, I don't remember, and I don't want to offend anyone by saying the wrong one. Fair enough. We can talk about it later. <laughs> I think it was ISFJ. It was definitely, it was introverted, surprisingly, but it was. Oh, that doesn't surprise me very much, actually. No, once he, like, explained it, it made sense. But yeah, so, anyway, it's, hmm. Hitler was an introvert. Um... But when I I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? Honestly, like, 
they're all the same politics <laughs> um okay <laughs> not really but i, I don't know i why, don't really know where i, I thought just had this was like, going, but. i just had this like thought i was like because i don't i forget like it was just the way that he explained like the tactics that he that hitler used to get people on his side and everything and i was like they still use those kind of tactics just yeah less uh awfully i guess but yeah it was interesting Mm. but it made sense it was cool yeah i'll have to send them to you yeah, please do. I would I'm waiting love for him to, to make that. Yeah, wait for him to make video about my personality type. Which one's yours? Well, that's a good question. Mine's kind of in the air right now because it used to be INFP, like in high school when I took it, right? Mm-hmm. But I was very like on the line for a lot of for a couple of the letters and now like I retook it this summer and I got ESFP mm. but they're like polar opposites so I was like well I'm just gonna retake it and see what I get for the past four years every time I retake it it's been the same it's been INTP I think that's probably a good, uh, like, then you you must really be an INTP. But also, the last four years when Ian takes it, he's also an INTP. Interesting. Except there's certain areas that, like, like, for him, uh, I think one thing, uh, he's has a higher percentage in than me is like communicating with people and like being direct and like to the point which he is very like that and I'm very much not <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so like you guys differ in how much you are the letter or whatever yeah 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 see mine my introvert and extrovert are very much on the line and that's where it flip flops mm-hmm. but as soon as you flip flop it then your like whole profile is completely different so that's why I want to retake it because I'm like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably more introverted than I am extroverted it's weird but yeah it happens. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Personality. Anywho. Um, spooks. It's Good spooky spooks. season. It is. Uh, I know it's been a year, but I forget how to lead in to our topic. <laughs> Um, usually I say, okay, Sandy, do you want to tell us what the topic is? Okay. The topic is weird. That's it. That's the topic. Weird things. Is it? Okay, what did... You didn't tell me what you did yours on. I thought I did. 
Because you said, I want to do this. And then I said, oh, I want to do this. So let's just do that. Anyways, um, I guess if you want to put a category or these into a category, it'd be like weird natural phenomena. Yeah, I think that's what I called it, eh? Weird oh, is it? Naturally occurring phenomenons. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what you told me and I cannot remember. So I'm excited Anyways, to hear what you did. I'm talking about the sky trumpets that people keep hearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember what you did now. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Well, let me let me tell you about them okay. if you want. So, um, from all over the world, people have been reporting these weird sounds coming from the sky and it sounds a lot like trumpets it's almost as if angels are just sounding their trumpets from the heavens um so if you go online there's tons of videos you can find some are hoaxes some aren't um but most of them have been posted around and after 2011 so before 2011, like, there aren't, like, very many, if, like, any at all videos of, so I don't know what happened in 2011. So, of course, like, with any other weird occurring thing, people have their theories. So some people theorize that the trumpets are warning us that the last days are to come. Others, of course, think it's aliens because someone always thinks it's aliens. Um, and others are claiming that it's just Mother Nature releasing some sort of energy and we are hearing said energy. Um, some of these sounds, however, have been explained. So a lot of these explanations have super mundane, not really fun answers like diesel equipment from far away and it just sounds like trumpets for some reason I I don't know how that works um, other times it could be a, a neurological disorder so like a person could be suffering with some sort of neurological disorder and they're just hearing um, these sounds but a lot of the times like the source of the sound is a mystery so while well, I was looking through, one thing that kept coming up were the seven trumpets. So the seven trumpets are found in the book of Revelations, which signal the end of the world. So a lot of people like really grasp onto this because, you know, it sounds like a trumpet coming from the sky. Why I guess wouldn't you assume it's coming from heaven? I don't know. But anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, apocalyptic, er, in the book of Revelation, apocalyptic events follow the sound of seven trumpets. So the seven trumpets are sounded by seven angels, and these sounds break the seventh seal, which from what I understand is like this seal that makes sure all hell doesn't break loose, but they broke it. So, yeah. Uh, so the first trumpet, um, after that sounds, there will be 
um, hail, a hailstorm, uh, and fire, and also some blood, and it'll be thrown into earth. And that hail, that fire, that blood will burn up one third of the trees and the grass. And also, for some reason, a third is like reoccurring. The Bible just really likes that fraction. I heard that recently somewhere else. Do you know the reason? <laughs> no, but someone else said that recently that like thirds reoccur often. Weird. Yeah. Mm. Well, the second trumpet after that sounds. A great mountain burning with fire will plunge into the sea and turn a third of the oceans to blood, and then a third of sea life and ships will be destroyed. Mm. Only a third. The third trumpet, after that sounds, a great star called Wormwood will fall into the earth and poison, you guessed it, one third of the earth's freshwater sources and people will die because we can't drink the water so we'll just die oh everyone's gonna die not just a third well i don't know wait but he said he'll put they'll poison a third of the water sources well so we still have two some people will die yeah but there's like too many of us (laughs) agreed I mean, that's fine. There's only like five people I like, and that's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so a fourth trumpet will go off, and then a third of the light from the sun and the moon and the stars will mm-hmm. go off, and we will have complete darkness for guess how long? <gasps> third a third of a day that's all <laughs> so... okay but we already have complete darkness for half the day in well now it's a third if you live in saskatchewan in the winter time you have complete darkness for at least 12 hours so <laughs> maybe it's like maybe it's like okay so it's nighttime but then on top of that it's like a third so an extra third so we would have yeah we would have no light for like 15 hours is that a third no it's for um like 16 or for people hours. who can do math yeah people who <laughs> how long math. would that be i mean i can teach my I mean, grade you're a teacher math, but that's about all <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Even um, then, sometimes they ask me something, and I'm like, guys, like, I literally don't know. You need to do this yourself. Uh, excuse me, in the real world, you won't get help. <laughs> They'll be like, how do you divide this? And I'm up at the board, and I'm like, I, uh, I don't know how to do long division. Uh, <laughs> I think I would cry. <laughs> I forget the kids don't do this and they'll see if we get the same answer <laughs> or I'm like Here's, this is a good one this is what I like to do 
Okay, so we need to figure this one out. Who wants to come do it? <laughs> I make it seem like I'm testing their knowledge, but in reality, I can't do it myself confidently. <laughs> so do you get pe- like kids who go and, and do it? Yeah. And you're, you're just like, very good, but you're also like, oh, so that's how you do it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take much to become a math teacher. (laughs) So I hear. That's so funny. The only reason they hired me for this is because I only have ten students. (laughs) Okay. Okay, that's what I tell myself. Uh, where was I? The fifth trumpet. Anywho, after the fifth trumpet goes off, a star will fall from heaven, which will open a bottomless pit, and that will cause so much smoke that will block out the sun. Um, So from the smoke, these beings called locusts, locusts, Oh, locusts. I don't know. They're yeah. grasshoppers. Oh, well, they'll be unleashed. Uh, however, <laughs> these ones uh, have scorpion tails, and they're mm-hmm. war horses, mm-hmm. and they have a man's face, but mm-hmm. lion teeth. Same. Uh, the sixth trumpet, 200 million mountain troops whose horses exude plagues of fire smoke and brimstone from their mouth <clears throat> yeah they'll they'll be unleashed from heaven uh, their horses will have lion's head but a body of a serpent cool. so like I don't know and then the last trumpet uh, brings Jesus back to life and those who are deemed worthy will be allowed into the kingdom of God and those who aren't will be subjected to the seven wraths of God so yeah hi Angela hi Angela okay oh Sandy Hmm. I just got a notification. Okay, that guy who was making those Myers-Briggs videos, yeah. I commented because I was like, please don't stop making these because I need to hear about my type. Um, oh, yeah? And he replied. He said he's going to make all of them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Um. But yeah, so, so a third of the world basically is going to end. Because of I mean, these trumpets. it will, all of it will end, but first, it's a third. But you know what? This kind of freaked me out a little bit. Why? Because a third of our Earth is basically dying, and like, at first it was like, a third of the trees will die, and I'm like, The rainforest is uh, on fire. It's like, but that's happening already, and I was like, a little spooked. A little shook. But didn't the trumpets happen like in 2012 or something? 
They're kind of just been happening. Well, like they like I don't know how many. I don't know. They were in the news, like quite a few years ago. So. Well, maybe they're all like years apart. You know, maybe the first one was because a lot of those videos are also hoaxes. That's true. And some of them have been like diesel equipment. Yeah. So. Touche. Anywho, the first four trumpets are seen to be a wake-up call for the sinners before anything like super disastrous happens. So people who have experienced the sky trumpet sounds believe that it's the start to what will bring Jesus' resurrection. Mm. Um, but like I said, the earth is dying. <laughs> and I wrote, long story short, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, touche. Because, um, like, religion or not, our, a third, and more than a third, of our earth is dying. Mm-hmm. Um, our waters are becoming contaminated by all this pollution. And we will die because of it if we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, make sure you vote for someone keeps that in mind just saying anyways mm-hmm. Uf- UFO enthusiasts believe that the sounds are made by alien ships and these alien ships are just zooming around the earth and that's it <laughs> they could at least keep down the noise like come on how rude yeah uh, other enthusiasts believe that the sounds are from an alien civilization trying to communicate with us. But that's kind of as far as the alien theory goes. Um, mm-hmm. Other theories or other theorists are convinced that the sounds are part of a plan to saturate the ionosphere with mind-numbing sonic waves. So I guess kind of like brainwashing and mind control, that kind of stuff. Yeah. MK um, Ultra. Yeah. Not something quite. like that. <laughs> yeah. But trumpets. <laughs> yeah, trumpets. Um, NASA has actually confirmed that these sounds are real. Um, Whoa. So a woman from Terrace, British Columbia, heard these sounds and recorded them. So afterwards, a spokeswoman from NASA came out and said that the sound is actually coming from a strange storm coming from our planet. So it's not an alien spaceship or the end of our time. They claim that the sound is like an echo coming from our Earth. And it sounds a bit like how it sounds like when you're standing in like a cave, like that echoey kind of sound. But we don't hear this frequency because like just we can't hear it with human ears however the vibrations will at one point become really low that they'll be like like the human ear can pick it up yeah so that's what nasa has said about these sky trumpets interesting um and yeah that's it <laughs> hmm. so the end of the world aliens mind control Typical caves, diesel equipment. 
people who shouldn't have video editing software. Or should who knows? they? QX Files music. <laughs> have you seen that one? Like the very first video hoax where it's the alien in the desert? Maybe. It's funny. It's like way back when um, CGI was kind of a brand new thing. Like Send it to me if you news, find it. I think it's a news station in Mexico, maybe? Or else it was in southern states. Like it, whatever. Pretty sure it's Mexico, though. Um, they made this video of this reporter in the desert and then there's like an alien walking behind them and people thought it was real <laughs> me yeah you remember our april fool's day episode that was fun that was so good i thought i was so clever oh i wanted to say do you you wouldn't know i, I don't even want to say her name on here okay so this girl that we went to high school with well yeah we went to high school with her. She was in Mia's grade. Um, okay. And I worked with her at Tim Hortons. Okay. So she posted on Facebook recently. And about all these like crazy experiences she had with the stars in the sky. Did you see this? No. Oh, it says... Anyone that knows me personally lately knows I've seen and heard strange occurrences in the sky. I have now seen over 30 different experiences here in current city that she lives and one stri- very strange star event in the town that we used to live in that um, and a time with a strange noise coming from the sky. I've had co-workers, friends, and clients along with her boyfriend see this and it's absolutely phenomenal and hard to explain to people that don't believe. To me, they look like stars at first until they start moving, circling, falling like crosses, all of the stars leaving the sky. Stars making clouds. It's very strange lately. Okay, her post it doesn't even look like English at this point. Making clouds. It's very strange lately. You don't see these experiences till right before the morning sunrise. They will disappear, then reappear, get extremely bright, then dim with no clouds in sight. Some even with change. Some will change colors from green to pink to purple. Some will come straight down, then fly back up. I have seen things very similar to what is shown, and then there's a video that she has linked. When me, me and a friend who we also went to high school with seen all the stars fly north, it was very scary for us, and the sound that went with it was eerie. The stars obviously cannot be seen in video footage from a phone, so it's really hard to document. We have the sound on video. It sounded like someone let out a huge balloon, or let a huge balloon de- deflate around the earth for almost 10 minutes. As this sound happened, it could be heard all the way um, to another city about two hours away and there are she has co-workers that have also seen it and stars form in a circle in the sky her boyfriend and her seen the whole constellation it seemed like fall then form into a solid line with 12 stars then fall into what looked like crosses in in the spring of this year 
and they contacted a UFO UFO law, U, UFOlogist with these sightings. UFOlogist? I guess so, I don't know. With these sightings, but they haven't heard any answers back yet. And they want to know if anybody else has seen this kind of stuff. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I've never considered her trustworthy, but I don't see why she would lie about this. So yeah, I've thought about it because um, very obviously kind of relates to yes story. Okay. So, do you remember our weird light star experience? Vaguely. We were on your deck. Yeah, I do remember we were on our deck, or on my deck, our deck. <laughs> yeah, we were. I guess it was our deck. Yeah, we were always out there. For sure. But yeah, we were on the deck, and there was, there was a star in the sky, and it was moving, but then it would stop. Is that what happened? Yeah. And it was kind of an odd color. It was kind of orange or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like moving. And then it would stop moving and stay in one place, place, and then it would move again. And we freaked out and we're like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something we do. Yeah, we're like, okay, let's go back to your room. This is why we don't leave the house. <laughs> <sighs> and then Angela tried to scare us. That was fun. Yeah, I was just thinking that, but we weren't safe in my room either. No. No. Okay, so, so I did my story on uh, one of my favorite naturally occurring phenomenons that, I mean, it technically has an explanation, but I'll get into some other things. Uh, the Northern Lights. Yes. I love the Northern Lights. Um, at, the, at my cabin in the wintertime. There's absolutely no light pollution up there because mm-hmm. there's no people up there. And there's always like super bright northern lights in the sky and it's really neat and fun. Okay. Uh, yeah, so in Canada we have what we call the northern lights. The lights are seen above the magnetic, magnetic poles of the northern and southern hemispheres. And they are known as aurora borealis which is what we have in the north and aurora australis which is what is in the south and i found that out because i was talking to my friend from australia and he mentioned like the aurora australis or whatever and i was like what's that (laughs) but it's because we apparently have different lights um interesting the lights appear in many forms, from patches or scattered clouds of light to streamers, arcs, rippling curtains, or shooting rays that light up the sky with an eerie glow. So the one that I see the most are like, it looks like streamers or like a ribbon dancing across the sky. Mm-hmm. The northern lights are actually the result of collisions between gaseous, gaseous, gaseous particles in the Earth's atmosphere with charged particles released from the sun's atmosphere. Variations in color are due to the type of gas particles that are colliding. The most common auroral color would be a pale yellowish green, and it's produced by oxygen molecules located about 60 miles above the Earth. 
Rarer all red auroras are produced by high altitude oxygen at heights of up to 200 miles, and nitrogen produces blue or purplish red auroras. So the ones that I see the most are like blue or green colored. Mm-hmm. The connection between the northern lights and sunspot activity has been suspected since about 1880. Thanks to research conducted since the 1950s, we now know that electrons and protons from the sun are blown towards the earth on the solar wind. Mm. Okay. The temperature above the surface of the sun is millions of degrees Celsius. At this temperature, the collisions between gas molecules are frequent and explosive. Free electrons and protons are thrown from the sun's atmosphere by the rotation of the sun and escape through holes in the magnetic field. Blown towards the earth by the solar wind, the charged particles are are largely deflected by the earth's magnetic field. However, the earth's magnetic field is weaker at either pole, and therefore some particles enter the earth's atmosphere and collide with gas particles. These collisions emit light that we perceive as the dancing lights of the north and the south. Um, they are the lights of the aurora generally extend from about 80 kilometers to as high as 640 kilometers above the Earth's surface, and they actually tend to happen at the same time, the north and the south. They uh, are kind of like mirrors of each other, so it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. too. Okay, so now some like kind of myths on like what people used to think the Northern Lights yeah. were. Because uh, I mean, if I lived in a time where nobody did science stuff and I seen <laughs> big, beautiful, glowing lights in the sky, I'd probably be a little bit mystified by them as well. Hey. I was going to say, if I lived in a time when science didn't exist. Well, that was my first thought. And I was like, well, I don't know. Science probably always existed. (laughs) Mm, Well, I guess not, because science is just the study of or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Study. Exactly. Maybe it didn't exist at some point. Weird. Okay. So ancient Greece and the Romans... Uh, aurora borealis is derived from the Greek word aurora, meaning sunrise, and boreas, meaning wind. For the ancient Greeks to have seen the lights, there must have been some incredibly strong solar activity because sightings so far south are at most unheard of. The Greeks held that aurora was the sister of Helios and Selene, the sun and moon, respectively and that she raced across the early morning sky in her multicolored chariot to alert her siblings to the dawning of the new day. The Romans also associated the northern lights with a new day, believing them to be Aurora, the goddess of dawn. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So in Finland, one second here. Just gonna zoom in my reading screen a bit so I can read what I wrote. In Finland, it was held that lights were caused by the fire fox who ran so quickly across the snow that his tail caused sparks to fly into the sky, creating the aurora. Indeed, the Finnish word for the northern lights, Rivantulit, translates literally as 
Firefox, another belief held hmm. by the Sami people of Finnish Lapland, amongst others, was that the lights were created from the spume of water ejected from whales. They must really eject that water far up into the sky. Yeah. Uh, in Sweden, the aurora was often seen as a portent of good news. Many of Swedish forefathers believed the lights to be a gift from benevolent gods providing warmth and light in the form of a volcano in the north. Elsewhere in the country, they were believed to be the light reflection from large shoals of herring and bode well for the local fishermen and Swedish farming community saw the lights as herald in a good harvest in the coming year. Hmm. So they were like a sign of a good good thing happening. The Northern yeah. Lights feature prominently in Norse mythology as well. One legend suggests that the lights were reflections or glow from the shields and armor of the Valkyrie, female warriors who would choose who may die in battle and who may live to fight for another day. Dying in battle seemed to occupy Norse mythology quite a bit, and the aurora was believed to be Pitfrost Bridge, a glowing and pulsating arch, which led those fallen in battle to the warrior's final, final resting place in Valhalla. So just think of the Thor movies. <laughs> North America. So... Centuries ago, human settlements were far less concentrated and we lived in far smaller and more remote communities, with barely any communication with other tribes. As a result, many, many North American tribes or people evolved their own myths surrounding the Aurora Borealis. Here are just a few. The Cree believed that Aurora was part of life's circle, and there were spirits of the dead who remained in the sky but apart from their loved ones. The Cree believed mm -hmm. that the lights were spirits of those de these departed friends and relatives trying to communicate with those that they had left behind on Earth. The Algonquin's take on the Aurora was that it was created by light from a fire built by Nana Bozo, their creator. They understood the fire to be Nana Bozo's way of telling people that he remembered them and was watching over them. Aww. Further north, many Inuit considered the aurora to be the spirits of dead humans playing a ball game, using a walrus skull as the ball. Huh, mm -hmm. interesting. For reasons we will doubtless never fathom, the good people of remote Nunavik Island told the same story, but the other way around. So for them, the northern lights were walrus spirits playing with the ball, with a ball, of a skull made from some unfortunate human. <laughs> so it was just like switched. It's like these guys were like, oh, they're playing with a ball that's a walrus head. And these guys are like, oh, it's a bunch of walruses playing with a ball of a human's head. <laughs> I like the walrus playing yeah. with a human head better. Yeah, it's funny. In Washington state, the particularly imaginative Maka Indians thought the lights were fires in the north created by a tribe of dwarves who used to boil boil whale blubber. blubber. Fire and cookery were mm. also at the forefront of the Mandan people's thinking in North Dakota. Their explanation was lights were again fires over which great warriors boiled their enemies in huge cooking pots. Yes. 
And just to illustrate how different the legends and myths became, dis disparate North Americans accepted the lights as anything from ravens to spirit guides holding torches aloft to direct the departed to the next world. The lights were deemed to be spirits of those who had died violently, spirits rejoicing because the sun was absent, spirits of dead animals such as deer and salmon, and spirits of revenging enemies killed in combat. So many, many different theories. So mm -hmm. now I'll tell you guys about what I grew up knowing the Northern Lights as, which is a bit darker oh. than most of what I just read to you. Uh, Sunny, do you me. have any myths about the Northern Lights? I only have one. It um, could be the same. And I didn't. Well, the only one I, like, I don't know if I'd say, um, well, I don't know. I, I remember one time I was staying with my aunt and uncle because I couldn't miss school. I, like, I think my parents had to go to Calgary for some reason. Anyway, and we were outside and we saw the Northern Lights and my aunt and my uncle, they had a tenant living in the basement of their house and he was telling us, did you know that it's, can, like, if you whistle at the northern lights, like, you'll die. And he goes to my uncle, he's like, do you want to try it? And my <laughs> uncle's like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, come on, try it. And my uncle's like, no, I'm not going to try it. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. And so this tenant from downstairs started whistling at the northern lights. Um, he's still alive from what... <laughs> Funny. from uh the last time i heard of him but yeah that's funny but yeah no that's exactly what i was gonna say is okay um, yeah that i grew up like knowing that if you whistled at the lights um it would reach down and take your soul yeah it would come and sweep you away which is interesting but yeah so um so or whistle at them. or if you whistle at them it'll dance for you so uh yeah um play some russian roulette with the northern lights why don't we um yeah yeah so i don't know it says that uh, uh some people also just thought that um you should never whistle when the northern lights are low is what it says specifically as it can bring great fortune misfortune or even death uh one story from mm. hay river northwest territories tells of five hunters who died because the bells on their dog harnesses caused the northern lights to come close to the earth the hunters saw the lights descend in but even though they lay flat in the snow beside the sleds they inhaled some part of the aurora and they all perished that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Another mystery of the Northern Lights is the sound that they are said to make. The noise generated by Aurora Borealis has been recorded in legend, folklore, and modern times. <laughs> Believed to be the crunching of the snow during the Walrus Skull soccer game, or it may be the voices of the spirits above. The phenomenon is mysterious a mystery to scientists as the thin air of the ions ion sphere where the lights are generated cannot carry sound waves 
One theory is that the brain may sense electromagnetic waves from the aurora and through some unknown process convert them to sound. A different theory holds that the aurora creates electrical currents on the ground which might create an electrical discharge from nearby objects such as trees or buildings which the human ear can then hear. And that is all I have on the Northern Lights or Aurora Borealis. Hmm. Um, they are super duper beautiful, so if you ever have the chance they to are. see them, I re- recommend it. Have you ever heard of people Just seeing don't whistle. it in, um, in Mexico or anything? Um, not that I recall. I think... Like, it's somewhere in the States. It's kind of like the line of how low it'll go. Mm-hmm. For the northern ones. I'm not sure. Yeah. My friend from Australia, he he had sent me a picture of, like, the Aus, Aus, Aurora Australis, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. the southern lights. Um, yeah. And, like, I just, they look so different from ours. Do they? Yeah. At least any that huh, I've interesting. seen of ours. So that's what piqued my interest. And when I looked up the whistling thing and everything, and then I was like, oh, Sandy, I want to talk about this on the podcast because it's kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah. But also sciencey and cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, thank you. I, I do love the Northern Lights. Yeah. Have you seen them since you moved? Uh, I don't think so. I'm sure I'll see them at some point. Yeah. They um seem to be very prominent in the winter time. Yeah. Not so much in summer for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, dokes. Well, yeah, that's what I have for this week. Yeah, so that was our episode. Yeah. Um, Hope you enjoyed the weird things happening in our world. I don't know. I think those were pretty cool. Both of them. Both stories. I agree. The world is full of mysterious things. It is. Yep. Alright, well, check us out on Instagram at The Woods Podcast. And tweet us at Woods Podcast. Please send in your stories of your own weird phenomenons in the world to thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, I forget, oh yes, <laughs> shout out to Jason Shaw for our theme, Running Waters. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.